this is the interesting stuff. I want to hear. I know. This I is what everybody your... wants. This is what Tom and Christina want. This is what Joe wants. Yeah, why release it there? You should release it. Right, the release it here podcast. on the Wrinkled Shirts and I and Skinny Legs podcast. <laughs> Glad to be here. Glad you ironed your shirt for me. I know you've been wanting to do this podcast a long time, so I've been you're ba- welcome. Begging you since the start of the quarantine. All yeah. I wanted to do was get out and do this. So. All right, get me on there. I need new fans. You've Indeed, been I need the base. You know what I mean. I need mm-hmm. to restructure the fans that I have because it's not working out so well. Mm-mm. You weren't headlining, right? You weren't rising. Uh-uh. Kill Tony is a big failure. Nope. I was once one of the top young rising comedians in the world. Now I'm an old, haggard man, regretful of my ways of the past. I think part of you actually believes that. I mean, I am getting old. I'm four years away from 40, dude. You're 36? Yeah. I always man. said top young, one of the top young rising comedians because I always was. I was always I would love younger. To be where you, if, when I'm 36, I would love to be where you are in yeah. your career. Yeah, me too. I'm very happy. Oh, you are? Okay, good. But I mean, you know, there's a pandemic going on, so... But that's everyone. That's affecting everyone. But you haven't been touring through it, right? No, but I'm going to Salt Lake City this weekend, September 11th. Yeah, I like flying on September 11th. It's a tradition that I always do. Even if I don't have a gig or anything, I always just jump on an airplane every September 11th (laughs) since 2001. That seems like... flew to New York that day, Because that you were so affected by that day that you're paying tribute. Paying tribute. Because you're an American hero. Yeah. Have I told you my wise guy stories? Go ahead. The guy doesn't like me there. Keith? I'm, Keith does not like me. Oh. Yeah, wow. Yeah, I've been yeah. going there for years. Tell me, why doesn't he like I don't like think you? I'm banned or anything. Like, I'm, I'm waiting for someone to bring me with them in a wise guy so I could squash the beef or see what happens. Mm-hmm. But so they did a... Had I known this, by the way, I would have taken you with me. <laughs> I don't want to. I don't want to ruin your relationship with Keith. Right. Um, you can't. You <laughs> okay, can't. It's well established. <laughs> okay, I'm not good. like a new headliner. What if he's like? It's hey, like my it's seventh either, year either headliner. You bring Ari, or you, or you don't bring Ari, or you don't come. I don't think it would be that. But it would, okay. that's inhumanly impossible. <laughs> okay, so probably let's say five years ago. I don't remember how long ago it was. They did something called the Golden Spike Comedy Festival that mm. Keith put on. Uh, essentially the Salt Lake City Comedy Festival, whatever you want, his comedy festival. Yeah, it sounds horrible. I'm just kidding, Keith. (laughs) Just kidding, Keith. It was a fun time. It was a fun weekend. He has a great club. I went there. I did the festival. I applied for the festival, got accepted, flew my way out there, did the shows, and I got awarded Best of Fest, right? But you're not a local comedian. No, it wasn't for local. It was was open to anyone, any comedian in the country. How do you get Best of the Fest? Judges, audience? Uh, I'm the not people sure. Voted on a piece not, of paper. To be honest, I'm not sure you what the qualification was. You don't know how was. you won the competition. In, if, there was if you a, want maybe my honest, it was Keith that if, decided. If you want my honest opinion, yeah. I think it was po- political, and I think 
uh, the guys putting on the festival knew me a little bit, and they're like, "Let's give Atari. He's nice. Oh, we like him." Okay. I don't think anyone was actually. I think judging that's my important sense. to the story. This part that you're trying to graze over, but go ahead. But I got best of fest. So sure. In so whatever that means. Right. Um, me and a few other people got best of fest. Oh, there's a bunch of best. There's like a hundred comedians, and let's say four or five people got best of fest. Jesus! All you have to do is what? Okay. Yeah, the Are best. You're saying I'm okay. You're the best. You're I the did, best. You're the I best. I want you to know I did very good. How can there be multiple bests? Best is the best a, of fest. Best is a one thing. <laughs> <laughs> is that a different show you get to do? So, the, oh, okay. so the prize of best of fest is you get to perform on this show. Best of is, fest is the best of fest show. Better than all the rest. And the better than all the rest show sponsored by closing Crest. out the festival sponsored by Crest. I said, <laughs> Crest best of fest. This is all in jest for the rest of the. I don't know. Okay, so I got to close out. Not only was I closing out the festival with the best of fest show, uh-huh. but I was last on the show. Oh, so that, it was you must the have been final you comedian. Must, you must have been stressed of the fest. <laughs> it was. It's a stressful position to make matters more stressful. Uh huh. Margaret show is doing the show prior to the best of best show Ugh. and she goes and does two hours on her own. Oh God. And it's the same audience that's there that remains there for the best of best show. My father always be like, Margaret, go to school, do your work. And that's why the chicken crossed the road. Two hours for two hours. Yeah. In Salt Lake city. Yeah. Oh, so was it, if Margaret shows performing, is it called soy Lake city? <laughs> Cause they use soy sauce instead of, Salt. They also use salt. <laughs> There's salt and soy sauce. Maybe it's right? MSG Lake City. Okay, keep going. <laughs> okay. So the the best of fest show commences. The audience is already about half the audience is left. Mm-hmm. The audience that is remaining is tired. Every comic is bombing. Mm-hmm. I am set to close out in my head. I'm like, I do not want to do my material. This is not gonna go well. That no one even wants to be here. I don't want to do this. They had given us little goodie bags to all the comedians in the festival for Keith had made them. And they were T-Mobile swag that he had laying around his office. And in the goodie bag were like T-Mobile sunglasses. Are you sure they didn't sponsor the festival? They did not sponsor the festival. Are you positive? 100% positive. How do you know this? Because I was part of the festival. There was no T-Mobile ads. There was nothing on the website. It was just he had stuff. And he, him and his wife, uh, I found out later, had spent the night before making these swag bags for the comics who did oh, the festival. So nice of them. So nice, Such right? Such a good thing to be appreciative about. So, Go ahead. <laughs> What'd you do? <laughs> So I had this fun idea where for my set, I was going to go up with my swag bag mm-hmm. and make fun of it and throw it out to the audience members and give out the stuff in it to the audience oh, members. Oh, boy. You're just improvising this like a young Jim Carrey up there. Like, uh, <laughs> I know what I'll do. Like a young Jim Carrey. There's except- only one way to follow this best of the fest, <laughs> and that's by going to the swag bag. Yeah. So I go up there with my T-Mobile swag bag. I start making fun of it, talking about how shitty it is. Right. And I give it out to the audience. Mm. I should also note, no one... It didn't do. It didn't kill. It didn't kill. Did, my wow, idea I'm did not shocked. kill. I'm shocked that that didn't end in a standing ovation. <laughs> the T-Mobile swag bag. I've closed with it multiple times. Sometimes, you know, I'll open you, for Rogan in an arena, and I'll notice that he might be struggling a bit. I'll go up there with a T-Mobile swag bag, and I'll just say, "Joe, I got this. I'll close." And I uh, make fun of the bag. Okay, and you're I making fun of me right out. now. It's not the worst idea. 
you were if imagine you sitting there you're not did you don't Margaret go Cho there, do, do you? two hours on the show that you were on or was it the same audience the same audience previous show so she ended there was like a 10 minute break and then they started the best of fest with oh the same line it was horrible oh God. so you could imagine why i didn't want to go up there and do material right and remember i'm not being paid to be there either i paid money to go do this festival oh my god I, i'm losing money right paid for a hotel paid did for you a flight. say that when you were on stage i might have i may have i'm not sure it was keith in the room during this performance yes oh my god um but in my mind keith is a comedian himself he does comedy, whatever, whatever. He's a comedy club owner okay. slash comedian. I'm not actually ripping on him or the festival. I said it's a great festival. I thank him for being there. I'm just, you know, joshing. You're making fun of the bag that I'm making him fun and of his wife bag. sweated. Which I was not aware of, but yeah, I'm making fun of that bag. Right. I, obvi- I find out later that he was not impressed with that performance, was upset that I made fun of his hard work. And I wrote him an apology email and he never responded. And that, wow. And I haven't been back since. Wow. Wow. Whose side are you on? Um, you know, I know what that's like when you're supposed to do a show and you know the audience is beat. And they're probably laughing at the hackiest bullshit at that point, too, because they're being spoon-fed bullshit. Two hours of Margaret show. Plus, I mean, if you're the headliner on the best of the fest, I can't imagine who went on before you. Don't be mean, Tony. So, uh, no, I know what that's like. I actually had something happen to me like that once. I once burnt a significant bridge oh, I in hear the, the city of Los Angeles. <laughs> I want to hear the story. So there is a very uh, prominent company that produces specials for people. They make the special... They Am take, I allowed to say the name? No, okay. just don't do it. Okay. And they take way too big of a cut. I know exactly who we're uh, talking yes. about. Yeah. And but they but somehow they have, you know, the majority the foothold, yeah, of in the, the business decent well, deals. I know it's because they make them so cheap and they 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 churn them out. So right, and they underpay liable. the comedians yeah. and they get them out there to the big companies. It's a it's a it's a it's a ripoff of a mm-hmm. business as is it's like so comedy much. time but the next level for right. specials yeah right which how many of your listeners know about comedy <laughs> time okay it's a popular youtube channel i guess so hey, sure man. yeah to did you ever do comedy time buffoons i don't think so okay, probably though i'll say yeah. that and there'll be like this horrible <laughs> clip i'm sure of me out there somewhere <laughs> well the, yeah there's a clip of fahim on there with braces oh there's a me i have a shitty mustache and holes in my t-shirt it's horrible oh my god i'm shocked i was six months my, into comedy you've, you've when come I did. so far <laughs> since then got the teeth fixed uh Okay, so, and they're set to, um, this company was set to jump on board and um, help license my first special in 2000 that I taped in 2015 to Netflix. Now, just to be clear, this is prior to one shot. I made one shot, but I had not yet sold one shot or licensed it to Netflix or the two-year deal that uh, we ended up coming to. Right. So um, so they were going to jump on board and license it for me. This is before uh, I went to Montreal and mm-hmm. basically did it myself with right. a Netflix executive who was intrigued to find any type of comedy special that was shot differently than a normal special, which mm-hmm. is obviously how I was able to squeeze in there. Mm-hmm. Anyway... 
And because you're really funny. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Anyway. Um, so here's the thing is that that company that l- was going to license it, that has a foothold in the business, wanted me as basically a favor to them, a very small payday, ridiculous, laughable, laughable paycheck, wanted me to do this uh, other show that they do where you do, I don't know, we'll say a five minute, like late night set. Right. And they clump them all together. It's this other project that they yeah. do that nobody ever sees and nobody that, ever yeah, cares yeah. about. Five or six comedians are on it and they try and sell that to Hulu or wherever right. they can. Yeah, to get it's a garbage pile. Human yeah. garbage. It's just garbage what they do with comedy nowadays. Sure. But anyway. And we have some friends that are on that show, I'm sure. Absolutely. Yeah. Every single one of them. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, that's why I'm not. If I don't name oh, the and company I do, and, and I don't I name do that the show, sh- and I would then, do that show right now, just to be clear. Of course, you They're would. Listening. Yes, you would. Anyway, nice. so I was like, "Screw it, I'll do this," even though I hate doing stuff like that. Who gives a crap? I'll do it. Um, something happened with my girlfriend and I that day in 2015, where like I don't know, I was stressed out already. You're not in a good mood. Not in a good mood. I was like hungry. I like missed a meal. I like had to rush. I didn't have a coffee. Like it Tony was like, gets cranky when it, he's hungry. It was an I do. I get very cranky. He As you could tell food. by the way I'm built, I have extremely <laughs> low blood sugar. And if I miss a meal or a nap, he gets very absolutely, grouchy. Absolutely. I do. That's why Tony I, angry. I, I normally over prepare for these things. <laughs> and I did not on this day. So I get there, they have no food or the food sucks, one or the other. Like it's like nothing. It's like hard bread. Granola bars. It's it's like worse than that. I remember yeah. it being worse than that. I don't even think they had the worst granola bars. Those <laughs> Harvest Valley ones. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Those just pure crunch, like no. I didn't even like those when I was a kid. I was I disappointed know. when that was the snack. Horrible. Hor- nobody Shitty likes snack. those. Yeah. You know who likes those? are poor kids that have never had a granola <laughs> bar in their life. They're like, damn, what's this? And then they try you know a second one I, and they're like, I don't understand Biscoff cookies on airplanes. Not good. Why are those so popular? You like them? You know, what's interesting is that's yeah. one of the only cookies that I do like. I, they're so dry and they're bullshit. I know. I know it's And where weird. do people eat them besides airplanes? I don't eat cookies anywhere, but when they give me the Biscoff. If airlines stopped serving Biscoff, that company would go under so fast. The airplane company. You're right. They yeah. would. People would stop flying if they stopped serving this <laughs> guys. Um, so I'm there. And then here's what happens. All right. First of all, I don't want to do it. Second of all, they're like, look, we had trouble getting an audience for this. Uh, so we had to bring in some, um, some, let's just say special people to sit in the audience. When you say special people, do you hold, okay. hold the beat. Cause okay. that's what I'm, I'm like, no way, no way that. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> right, exactly. And, oh, and they go, we had to bring in some, let's just say special people. And look, if you don't get the laughter that you think you, uh, deserve, we're just going to put it in, in post. It'll sound real. Don't worry about it. And you're like, great. That's exactly what they say. Yeah, and you're Which, like, oh, thank, yeah, fun fact good. about me is I obviously, as I've proven time and time again, would rather bomb and die the slowest death <laughs> than to ever have fake laughter laugh put track. into yeah. something. Humiliating. I mean, laugh tracks are humiliating. And by the way, uh, most I mean, of the time really. you What's can a, tell. It, they, are t- they, they are if you have any fucking soul whatsoever. You know who it's not humiliating to are these 
many, 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 many specials that we see nowadays that come out with people that are old school famous and they're doing a massive theater and they have no, not them, but they don't mind it that the editor puts all that shit in there because they're not doing that good. Okay. Let me put it to you this way. Here's one name that I'll mention. Okay. okay. I, I will like name this. one name because oh, yeah. he's so wildly successful and it's like a joke. I mean, it's truly a punchline and that's Rob Schneider. Okay. <laughs> now Rob Schneider just got a new Netflix special in it. I mean, I didn't watch it again. I say this all the time. I don't watch anybody's specials, but what I do do is I'll see the fucking the name of it and the clip of what is this one? Like one Mexican Asian children. Like, first of all, we see what you're doing. Netflix. I don't even understand okay. why he wanted to do that special. He's Asian so white famous Mexican and doesn't do stand up. Well, he tries to do stand up barely. And for here's maybe the a thing year. is that I've had to go up after him and you see him doing those jokes in a room and He's not getting anything because he's going up after fucking Sebastian really Maniscalco <laughs> and Joey Diaz yeah, going and up the store Eliza the Schlesinger, Whitney yeah. Cummings. These people are fucking smashing and he gets up there. And goes, yeah, my wife. I mean, I think I think my wife, I, she, she uh, makes me cereal. I'm a, it's like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? Anyway. Nice guy, though. Well, he has to be. I always say this, you know, <laughs> the nice, the nicest, they always have to be nice. You can't be an asshole and suck. True. Good point. <laughs> See, I think that's where oh, like, people actually, get confused. I could think of someone who's an asshole and suck. Hey. I'll edit it out. It's, uh, who's the guy from Kirby Enthusiasm? What's it? Fat guy? He's not an asshole. Yes, he is. He's one of the nicest no, guys. No, he's a fucking prick. No. What were you working the lot one night? What happened? Uh, I've witnessed it. He just comes in. He doesn't. He doesn't let him use his name. He bombs. He runs the light. He does shitty crowd work. He that's, just sucks. That sucks. I'm talking about when was he an asshole? I guess he was an asshole to me, but he's. Who's he, who have you seen him be an asshole to? I'm not even arguing that he sucks. You're right. I just. By want the way, him. maybe I want him to be sometimes an asshole. Sometimes he does, but sometimes he doesn't. Maybe it's, I just want him to be an asshole. Right. Maybe he's see, not. I'm against that. I'm against wanting people to be assholes that <laughs> doesn't that, that cause, doesn't cause help you get that that doesn't help my people is that me people... trump kanye <laughs> it only hurts my type of people anyway so there's gonna be some let's just say special people we'll edit in the laughter now at this point and i never ever do this this is gonna sound like some real diva shit but i've only done this once in my entire career oh, i want to hear the other time after this no, this is it. Oh, this is it. This yeah. is the one time okay. that I ever did this is I call my agent and I'm like, dude, I don't think I can do this, man. I'm having a rough day. And by the way, it's fucking daytime on this laundry list of shit that I hate about what's going on. It's like, and we should also be clear 3 for this PM story. in the Valley. It's 110 degrees outside where I'm smoking. It's fucking, you know. I think it's important for the story to name to say too. you are not as successful at this point as you are now. You, no I one was knew who very you were. lucky to have my agent at that time. Uh -huh. In fact... So I'm saying it was a risk. Like now you could probably cancel something and your agent would be like, whatever you want. Sure thing, Tony. Easily. But, but at this point, I have you're money, probably nervous to make this call. I have a good life now. Right. But back then, 
I'm nervous thinking, am I crazy because CAA might fire me because of this? This might seem unprofessional. Right. But I make the call, and on the contrary, it was the opposite. They're like, he's like, you know what, man? Where are you at? Here? Okay, I'm on my way. He came. Next thing you know, we're talking about it. He gives me the pep talk, just like they all know how to do. You know, you knock this out. It'll be fine. No one will ever see it. No one will even remember it. Blah, 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 blah. And um, and uh, I'm like, okay. So another fun fact is that I was in such a bad mood that somehow we ended up in this hallway like filled with comedians and crew members and shit. Me and this agent ended up getting into like not, not a wrestling match, but we were sort of like grappling. Like it was very weird. He was trying to get me out of my head and we were also just being silly. <laughs> but we were like, because he's like, I could beat the hell out of you. What are you talking about? And I'm like, dude, I used to wrestle in Ohio, blah, blah, blah. So we ended up just sort of like breaking even for 50, 60 seconds surrounded by people. It was so bizarre <laughs> looking back on it. Like we must have looked like psychos, but I guess we were. And sure enough, somehow it was like, all right, you're up, Tony, you're up, you're up, you're up. It was like that. Like I was going straight. I was literally out of breath. I'll never forget it. And I go out there and this is when I see the audience for the first time, dude. And I'm talking about fucking round down syndrome heads. I'm talking what about percentage of the audience. Uh, there's. Here's how crazy. I mean, it was. even if it's twenty people, that's a lot. There was only twenty people in the audience, and I would venture oh. to say fifteen of them are. Oh, so it's yes, a small audience. It was everything about this was horrible. <laughs> the shit that you see. Where's the main camera? Is it that one? Sure. The that shit one. that you consume is terrible. <laughs> everything is bad. The laughter <laughs> is fake. The camera shots aren't real. When it, when you, when it pans back and you see an audience laughing, that isn't even, they're not even laughing at that joke. Right. It's B-roll of audience laughing. Normally you're watching the openers laugh. They turn the cameras around when the openers are up. When a young Ari Manis is up before Theo Vaughn, before his special, they flip all the cameras that are going to be on Theo on the audience and they capture those little tiny glimpses of when Ari Manis can make an audience laugh. <laughs> Take that back. Be nice. <laughs> Say you're sorry. I'm sorry. I'm kidding. And they use that. There's so many tricks. There's so many. Anyway, everything's bullshit. So I immediately realized that I hate this more than I even thought that I hated it. And maybe I try even an opening joke and it doesn't get what I expected. And, I, and then I'm just in Yeah, after full, joke one, you know. After the first joke, you go, Ugh. Full nuclear meltdown. So... I'm like, I come up with this brilliant idea. On the spot? On the spot. Okay. That if I, and it's not brilliant, as you're <laughs> about to find out. If I can find out a way to make all of this footage unusable, then. Oh, see, what you don't realize in your head is this company that you're working with, they're like, unusable? We'll use anything. Right. Well, no, it was uh, unusable. Oh. <laughs> and I completely burnt the bridge with them 130%. I do? started doing crowd work on the camera guys. I'm like, you're a normal guy back there. What's your name? And the cameraman's literally like, like, it's like it was so weird <laughs> and it was a five minute set so they're literally like what the fuck is this kid doing anyway that was that Wait. i never got to i mean these people will not i want to know more i have some follow-up questions go ahead when you're getting off how the many stage, millions of dollars did this one dumb thing that nobody ever would have saw cost me probably at least 
two. Really? Yeah. Wait, how do you figure that? Because they would have made another special for you? Yeah, but... At they would have made and slung probably two more specials since then. But they, but they never made a single special for you after this, right? Correct. But you still got your one special on because Netflix. Because that was going to go, obviously, regardless. If I could sell it, then anybody could sell it. Right. So I'm saying if that's special, you could... What I'm saying is I think you can get another special right now without this company. Without them, yes. Yeah. I know. Yes, I can get a special without that company. You're yeah. right. So it's fine. You're fine. But... Thank you. Thank uh, you, Ari. That's not, that's not what's in question. The question is, is where would it have ended up and how would it have been promoted? It's a different thing. Right. When I made that decision on that nothing burger five minute set that nobody would have seen, again, that's the crazy part. Right. Is that it was for nothing. So I should have just gone outside, yeah. smoked a fucking joint, done your and sh- done set. a bad five minute fucking set. well, it's only bad because the audience is literally mentally Downsend. challenged. Yeah. What's the what's the right word? <laughs> yeah, mentally challenged. I don't challenged. even know anymore. You can't say that it's a handicap. Uh, okay, so in retrospect, you wish you had just gone out there and done a shitty yeah, five minutes. Yeah, it was so. stupid. It was stupid. There's multiple opportunities. When you okay, so I have some follow-up questions. When yeah. you're getting off the stage, I imagine your crowd work also bombed for five minutes. The camera guys thought it was hilarious. Okay, so you do the five people real the the people that were paying attention in the room realized what was happening immediately. Do you think in their heads they're like, he doesn't want to be here, and that's why he's doing it? Correct. He probably says that. So you get off stage. In that moment while you're walking off, thank you, I'm Tony Hinchcliffe, and you're walking off, are you feeling regret at this moment? Not or at that moment. At that moment, I'm literally thinking, what's the fastest way to the parking lot? Like, was it was it a left or a right When you're walking by door? people, are people like, what, what was no that? Idea. No idea. So no the, one said when anything I get to you. The, when I get in a mood like that, the very rare occurrence that that happens, I'm just out of there. What did your agent say? I, I He wasn't like mad. That wouldn't be the word. Cause he's a fucking, he's a, he was a badass too. I'm, I've moved on to different agents now, but you know, he's like a tough guy too. He's like a gangster. So, uh, and by two, I don't mean I'm a gangster. I mean, <laughs> what I mean, I mean he's he, a, he has he, a, I don't give a fuck attitude. I don't give a fuck. Mean. He'll burn yeah. a bridge in a heartbeat. Yeah. Uh, so he was on my side in it. But at the same time, he also knew like, ugh, yeah, weird he, bridge to burn out of all the like, out of all the tons of people that I work with and have worked with, that was a weird one. I'll say this. I've never worked with that company, right. but I've heard nothing Nightmares. but bad stories yeah. about this company. Right. So to me, of a bridge to burn, you picked a good one. True. They're powerful. They're, they're out but there. But it is a tough time for, you know. I mean, at the end of the day, you don't a, want to burn any bridge if you can right. help it. You don't want to do it. But it, as far as bridges to burn, I'd say that's not the worst one. Not the worst one, but basically that's, I may as well have burnt a bridge to Netflix and Amazon by doing that. Does that make sense? It's right. a bridge to those they places. They could have you to those places. It's not even that. It's like the, uh, those companies almost exclusively only work with that company. It's like, hey, it's like this. It's like, hey, I got you a free uh, four night stay in Florida, Florida, or Hawaii, right? Let's say Hawaii's Netflix mm-hmm. in this. And it's like, but you just have to get there. And you burnt a bridge with airplanes. Yeah. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, it's like, sure, you could take a boat to Hawaii, 
but you don't know how no one really does that like it's like way out there and your agents can't do that (laughs) they can't just be like take this piece of video footage and put it on your platform it's a very weird business that is hard to explain and there's no reasons for it and the normal comedy fan has no idea about any of this this is something that's never talked about right no one knows because people are so afraid and they don't even know what produce means right you see the word producer and you're like what did they pay the money what or because that's what's weird a producer can be obviously usually it's an executive producer Mm -hmm. finances but also, you can get an executive producer credit for uh, being an uncle that passed away during the filming of it, and mm-hmm. they just give you that. You can be called a producer if you were the person that went and got coffee on Tuesday. Mm-hmm. That makes you a producer on right. some projects. It's a, it's a, a producer is such a wide range of roles. Right. It could be a lot of things. But be. in this instance, this company... It could be a manager. Specifically, could get right, yeah. exactly. But in this instance, this company ended up it wasn't even that way then they were a big company then that was but now they're the slinging company. to netflix yeah. and now they're exclusively the company to amazon and they are pretty much the i would guess the main company to netflix main company they're the go-to netflix. company because they do it the yeah. cheapest right and they do so many of them right and all they do, they everything looks the same. They put yeah, they make cookie fucking, cutter comedy specials. They put, they put they get a big stage. They put some fucking uh, they, they put cameras. some lights yeah. behind it facing outward for some reason because they think that that, that tested cool. well in Vegas. And yeah, whatever. Now, as far as regrets about that, sure, in the way that I would have liked to, uh, you know, been a little bit more. Did you wake up thinking I better start a podcast? Basically, yeah, yeah, you know, and really, even if re- very realistically, the truth is that even if I wouldn't have done that, I don't think that, uh, I mean, perhaps it costs me money, perhaps it costs me specials, but also looking at how comedy's changed that like, you know, the edgiest comedian now on Netflix is who Anthony Jeselnik, who's doing you know, it's very clearly comedy. I love him. I'm a huge fan. What he does is amazing, but it's so clearly, you know, trying to be very, no, it's one liners. You know Mm -hmm. what I mean? It's just clearly comedy. It's very like, you know, these are jokes. These are very clearly jokes. This makes sense. It's hard. I don't know what I'm describing here, but my style, which I like, I like to make people wonder if I'm a fucking serial killer. So you're a bad boy. I, I, I don't know about that. You're a naughty bad boy. I'm actually a really nice guy. No, I mean on stage. You say, you know, you try and That's push. my outlet You try to uh, get a rise out of people. Sure. Yeah, in a I'd funny way. That. No, right. in a funny way, but yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, people, if someone didn't know you and is offended easily, you're not the comic they should go watch. Right. Yeah. Which I like. Yeah. And that's fun for me. And the stuff that uh, that I like to talk about, I don't see people talking about it. Especially again, you know, I'll talk about. For here's a perfect example of what I'm saying. Anthony Jeselnik will do an abortion joke, and he's a killer. Yeah. Right. One of my favorites. Hilarious. One of the best in the world. Great. But that abortion joke lasts what? Forty five seconds if max. That, yeah. Maximum. I talk about transgender athletes for 10 minutes for actually sometimes 12 minutes. <laughs> 12 minutes. <Sorry>. And, <laughs> but yeah, but that's my point is like, 
I think yeah, that you're doing my style does it right. Uh, opinionated stories, bits. Also, I talk about abortion for five minutes to start. Mm-hmm. And then transgender athletes for 12. And then racial issues for eight. And then... You know, and let's be real. The way comedy is right now, unless you're uh, selling out theaters, and even those guys aren't doing or, jokes like that, or unless you're selling out massive theaters uh-huh. or friends with Ted Sarandos, you're not getting a Netflix hour special right now, anyway. Right. You have to be so famous to get a right. Netflix. You got to have, yeah, a right. giant massive following. Yes. <sighs> Which so, it's crazy. Who cares? It's crazy. And even if you are friends with Ted Sarandos, shockingly enough. I swear to you. Still not a sure thing. Yeah. Definitely not a sure thing. Yeah. Almost the opposite of a sure thing because that's a position that can be rationalized shockingly enough. And I've seen that in my own life, not friends with Ted Serenos, but I had a, a wild night with him one night, um, doing another show and, um, longest version of the story short, uh, at the end of it, we basically made a handshake deal about another special and this and that, and him coming to see kill Tony and how, you know, it could be a good possible fit for Netflix because Uh of, because of it being about stand up comedy and finding comedians and it's more raw and can't exist on network TV in its current format, but could exist on an edgy, you know, edgy place on Netflix. Mm -hmm. And, uh, this was all a handshake uh, deal. Right, you left excited. Right, left excited. But then there's, you know, so many uh, gateways in between that. Sure. I, I could barely even sleep that night. It was such an exciting. It was one right. of those wild Chappelle fucking comedy store nights. One mm-hmm. of those 5, 6 a.m. nights. Yeah. And uh, I had my, you know, my agents and manager on the phone the next day you'll never believe what happened to me last night here we fucking go call netflix and follow up today ba 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 and of course the reality is that ted serranos has so much to do that next day and the next day and the next day and the next day his docket's filled with this and that you know right cut to me hanging out with snoop at his place a few months later and like he calls Ted Sarandos randomly to talk about another thing that me and Snoop at the time were making together. And he just calls him and he's, and Ted picks up. He's like, is this who I think it is? Hey, oh, what up, Ted? It's me, Snoop, blah, 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 blah. You know, what's shaking money making or whatever he rhymes <laughs> with everything. And, uh, Ted's like, well, I'm actually in a big board meeting right now with these, uh, you know, eight global blah, 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 blah. And then everybody's like, Hey Snoop, what's up? Hey, well, what's crack a lack at my man? You know what I mean? All these dorky execs. And, uh, you know, it's like, that's a glimpse of Ted Serrano's life is like, he's going from that to, you know, he's not talking with anybody. The fact that right. he got to see me do something crazy, improvised, yeah. murdering, of course. You know, it had to be a killer night for that to happen. That's a, probably a dime a dozen to him. And it turns out I found out that he actually has done that with a few people where he's like, well, you're going to get this and you're going to get that. And sense. I'm in and I like the way. It, how many times do you walk by someone? I mean, not now because everyone wants to book you on their show now. But how many times coming up in comedy, you walk by someone, they go, got to get you on my show. You're so funny and then you're like yeah i'd love to do it and then they just never call you well no they call me they I'm do that now to they you. Call you. <laughs> right now they're <laughs> saying coming up oh right yeah, yeah. yeah back in the day absolutely 
Absolutely. Yeah. All just the time. People, that's Hollywood. They're like, oh, got to get you on the podcast. Got to get you on my show. Got to do this. And you're yeah. like, would love to anytime. And then, yeah. huh, I guess they didn't mean it. Yeah. That's interesting. They were just being fake. I mean, the stories are just wild. It's insane. The stuff I've seen. Sometimes I can't even believe it's me. <laughs> like that Ted Serrano's thing was damaging. It, it really tarnished my relationship with my uh, manager of eight or nine years. You know? Why did that tarnish? Because I'm literally like, dude, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, you can't make this happen? I had a night with Ted Sarandos. He literally so told up. me this. Yeah. Hey, what are you doing? Right? Because that's like, what am I giving you 10% for? This is a manager's dream mm -hmm. is for his client to lap. call him and be like, here you go. Cross the fin. I ran the race. You just have to break the tape at the end. Go fucking do it and get it done. So... You know, it just messed things up for a lot of people. Just one wild night. Yeah. Wild night. I remember that was when we were writing the, um, I think it was the roast of Bruce Willis. Oh, that was a good one. Yeah. And I had to get, I had to, you know, I only work in writer's rooms like two, three weeks out of the one? year. She was a surprise pop in. Yeah, yeah. She's beautiful. She is really, really special. Demi Moore. Um, Did you get to talk to her? No, no, Not I, even, hey, how I, are I don't you? go Tony? to the tapings anymore. Oh, I, really? I always work Is that, that a weekend. Choice? Yes. How I, come you don't want to go? Just because you don't want to see your jokes if they hit or miss type of thing? No, I know they're going to hit unless <laughs> the person stumbles <laughs> right, right, on right. reading them. But uh, um, I like to uh, I like to work on those weekends. But why? Not being on the roast, just being a writer for it. Oh, it's frustrating because you're like, I should be there. Not necessarily frustrating, but it's just not something that excites me anymore. I Got know it. what it is. I know what the after parties are like. I know what types of people show up to those things and hang out and want to network and bullshit. That's what I was say, networkers. And so I actually, from doing it for so many years, have uh, a very special deal, which is pretty much unheard of in writers' rooms, which is... I get to leave early on Mondays anytime I want because I have my own podcast, obviously, and I don't have to show up to work on Fridays or the day of the taping, and I can go out of town. I can fly to must another. Must be nice to be one of the best roasters. It, it is. It's yeah. been an eight, nine, ten Comedy Central roast, so... Um, you know, we've worked our way up to that. It took a while. Mm -hmm. That's a more recent development. The last, I think, three or four. The last one I went to was Franco, so four ago. James Franco? James Franco, yeah. Smoked some weed with him and the whole crew. He seems like a cool guy. Cool guy. Yeah. Most most of these hey, people oh, you smoke me, weed he got with. me too also. After the roast, I, we smoked weed with James before. That guy's a real pot smoker. Man, cool dude. He got canceled too, and now he's sober. Really? I believe, yeah. Man, all these guys say they're sober, but we know what they're really doing. Oh, yeah? You think he's are. still token? Come on. I'd like to think that you he's a stand. He's, why go to the meetings if you're not going to commit? Winning season returns at my bookie. Winning season means doubling your first bet. Winning season means survivor, super contests, and squares. At my bookie, winning season means hitting all your parlays, and props with your feet up, watching your team trounce their rivals. Rejoice. It's time to celebrate the NFL season. Invest in your intuition. Use promo code THERAPY, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, and double your first deposit. New players get up to $1,000 in free play, designed to add more excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. From live betting to championship futures, 
every play you want to make is waiting at my bookie. It's simple. Make your picks, win big, collect your cash. Use promo code THERAPY, T-H-E-R-A-P-Y, and double your first deposit. Your winning season begins today only at my bookie. It's a crazy business. It's so much fun to be getting to take a break from it right now. It is fun, huh? So much pressure is just taking First month off. or two, I was losing my mind. I didn't like it at all. I'm like, what the fuck? I was having so much fucking fun every night. But now I have really fun days. It's like a whole different thing that I just, that's just blown the by race, me all these there's years. There's no more race. You're just like, yeah, it's not, everything's on pause. I'm as happy as it gets right now. Chilling, golfing three, four times a week. Did you golf before this? I live the life right now of a retired heart surgeon. That's what I have it boiled down to. That's wonderful. Yeah. Did you play golf before this? Not at all. So this is a new thing. Absolutely brand spanking new. And who's your golf partner? Who do you golf with? I have a lot of them now. A lot of them. Who's your go-to? Yesterday, I went golfing with uh, Jimmy Schubert, John Campanera, Mitch Burrow, uh, Josh Martin, um... Uh, Richie, the manager. Oh, so you did the the nine hole uh, par three? Nope, we oh, did yes. eighteen at Woodley. Nice. Yeah, it's been unbelievable. I went to Trump National Golf Course I love last Trump. week. Yeah. It's incredible. Great man, great golf course. Great president. Great president. Number forty five. Commander in chief. Yeah. Commander Donald in J. Trump. Chief. America. Red, white, and blue. Mm-hmm. The crazy things you do. America, America. This is you. Amen. Great. I I do really like his policy on masks and. The coronavirus. Don't think he gets enough credit for that. What do you mean? I just think he's handled it perfectly. I'm Look, an anti-masker. Here's the thing. Are you kidding? No, I'm serious. Okay, good. Yeah. Because like, I keep hearing and seeing people saying things like that, like, "Oh, you have 118 deaths, thousand deaths on your hands." It's like, what the fuck are you talking about? Can we talk about this for a second? If you want I to. Never, I want to talk about okay. this because I never get to talk about this stuff. So first of all, the majority of deaths mm-hmm. are in Los Angeles, New are York. in California, mm-hmm. and New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. Now, if the plan here is to say that this, these deaths are because of Trump, then... Why the most liberal places Wouldn't it imaginable. be a state where he won... That were, that would be happening in, you know, and he left it up to governor. And this we can get into such this political is the real talk. thing. Well, this is oh, yeah. the real talk: is that it's completely governors. When everybody lost their minds in 2016, we're gonna fucking die. We're the laughing stock of the world. Clearly, these are all uneducated buffoons, right? They'd be great in an audience for a for a uh, a puppet comedian, a, a taping, right? Anyway, because um, what, what we know is that Congress decides most of the shit that happens in America. Right. And, He's not a dictator. And the He's rest the are governors. It's a mm-hmm. governor. We are the United States. It's a bunch of states that are united, and the president has a lot of say in who gets money and blah, 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 blah. But that all, you have to just play right down the middle. There's really not that much to do. Really, it's a job to, you know... You're the face of things. Be the king of the economy, basically. You get to take credit for Mm -hmm. that, for the most part. And uh, things were unbelievable. And nobody wanted to talk about it when they were unbelievable. The fact of the matter is, regardless of your opinion on Donald Trump, whether you love him or you hate him, it is undeniable, it is un-fucking-deniable that no matter 
what problems have, no matter what he does, he's going to get the blame and everyone's going to rip on him no matter what. If it's, the coronavirus was, hand, if we were the lowest country in the world yeah. and the coronavirus didn't affect America, they'd go, he was too strict. Right. He should have let us come out with masks. Right. Look, we were too strict and it w- turns out it wasn't a big deal. Right. They would have ripped on him no matter what. And the what. masks are bullshit anyway. I mean, you I wear agree. a mask, sure, definitely do that if you're around groups of people and this and that. Sure, absolutely. But the real pro- the re- the real concern was having enough medical equipment and not overfilling our hospitals and having enough ventilators. That was the initial concern. People forget that the initial thing wasn't, I don't want to get coronavirus right. ever. It was, we don't want to overcrowd the hospitals. Hugely critical. That didn't happen. And we never did that. Never happened. The but ventilators, a very big deal at the time. We have we too many. We only had so many yeah. ventilators. Now we have too many. We have too many ventilators. Uh-huh. That That's falls pretty much on him. And now, but now it's changed. Now all the people who are like, we can't overcrowd the hospitals. Now they're going, well, I don't want to get coronavirus. That wasn't what we were trying to stop. Right. But now it is. Now, now the plan has changed because they're thinking, well, how can we make Trump look like a bad guy? Right. That's all they want to do. And it's unbelievable. Another thing nobody talks about how he's the most anti-war president of all time. Of all time all this guy does is pull troops out of people the military budgets that he approves which are still pretty high the high majority of that money goes to the veterans the va clinics and their medical bills these guys that have been blown to fucking shreds by these needless pointless fucking wars and this used to be sort of an un-american thing to say 20 years ago you say that people are like yeah, you better get your fucking shit together, boy. <laughs> you don't but, like war. But Why now these here? soldiers come back and they're saying this. They go, I don't know what the fuck we're fighting for. This is a goddamn embarrassment, blah, blah, blah. And that's, the, and I guess we can graze over this and then we don't have to talk politics anymore because <laughs> yeah, yeah. I can tell you, you don't want to do this. No, I like it. It's just, I know that it's a divisive topic and some sure. people watching are Especially like, Especially ah, your listeners have to be a bunch of liberal fucking pussies. You know I don't think saying? so because most of I'm my, kidding. Uh, I'm just joking. <laughs> most of my listeners are probably people who already listen to you, I would imagine. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, so yeah. there it is. Anyway, is that... Uh, I want to talk about how you are one of, I would say, this to me this would be a cool achievement. I don't even know if you think about it or care about it. Mm-hmm. But you are one of the guys now, if they're like, name door guys who have made it. Now it's like Tony Hinchcliffe, Harsh Shafir, Mark Maron. You're, like, you're on that list. Yeah. Door guy who made it. That's pretty cool. Yeah, it's really cool. Yeah. Do you I, think about that at all? Sometimes, yeah. Yeah. Um. I think about it when I see guys not doing the right shit. You know what I mean? You, for example, you are right there, dude. You are. You have taken the absolute correct path. You found ways to work with some of your favorite people and some Mm -hmm. of the most talented people. And that is an exercise of show business. That's an exercise of the comedy store. That's what the comedy store was built for it. And that's what that job is for. The reason why Mitzi hired comedians in the first place were for those comedians to hang out with other comedians mm-hmm. and to make relationships with those comedians, to work with those comedians, to eventually fill in their shoes one day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, I'm not some, you know, wildly successful mainstream guy, but I... Um, Are successful. I, I have a great career. Yeah. I'm very, very, very happy. And 
you're doing the exact same thing. A big part of what the door guy position is, and by the way, it's this way with everything. If you're mm-hmm. like, oh, so what? You have to like kiss ass to fucking get a job. What do you think Lauren Michaels is? That's one guy. If that one guy thinks you're funny, you have a career for it's, the rest of your it's life. It's pretty crazy, and you don't want to think about it because yeah i'm not like a networking guy i'm not i wouldn't i don't think anyone who knows me would me call neither. me that At type all. of person the yeah. opposite people probably think i am because i have a weaselly no, voice no, one says, and, no i don't know one says that about right you. well yeah, people mean, say other mean things about you not that. of course <laughs> yeah but you know it's just the same thing if lauren michaels thinks you're funny he you get a career for the rest of your if, life if, if joe rogan thinks you're funny you have a career. same fucking thing if theo vaughn thinks you're funny same fucking mm-hmm. thing you know, this is, there's layers to this thing and you know, you're in it. You're in the game. You're right there, dude. You're about to get the fucking black belt, bro. <laughs> is that what you were looking for when you brought up this subject? No, it wasn't. Because uh, I'm serious in I, saying that, nice. you know, so many people and I'm, I can guarantee if we rewound probably to a conversation in the back alleyway to five, six years ago or something, I guarantee you, I probably said something like this to you, which is, you know, use your production capabilities. You know, this podcast thing isn't going away. You know, Mm -hmm. I've planted a lot of seeds in people's heads about things that they inevitably ended up doing a fucking lot. A lot of those. I'm really good at that. I'm good at helping people figure out their, you know, pathway a little bit, you know, four years ago, Jeremiah is like, I think I might start a podcast. I'm like, well, it should, you know, you should definitely utilize your character work and your, you know, silliness. And, you know, maybe uh, crazy characters can call in or you can change your voice and this and that. You know what I mean? It's like Mm -hmm. make it unique to your skill set. It's like how Bill Belichick coaches his football team. You know, if you have an extremely fast wide receiver and you know that the team you're playing has has a replacement in its safety, have that fucking guy run that route and work it all game until it doesn't work anymore. But if it keeps working, you just keep doing that. I don't follow sports. Oh, well. Sports balls. Damn. What do you think about the whole uh, kneeling? What are your thoughts on that? You know, man, my thoughts are... uh, Everybody should get to express themselves any way that they want to. I just think that, you know, I think we should be asking soldiers these questions. Guys that have come back from war. Are you offended that these guys take a knee? Yes. Are you racist? No. Then there's a problem. I think if you're mad that they're taking a (laughs) knee and you're just mad because they're a black guy doing that, well, then you're the problem. But I think that people should be able to take needs if they want to. The issue that I see is now there's such a pressure from the media and from Twitter and whoever to take a knee that if you don't want to take a knee, now you're the bad guy and the, and a racist just for like, hey, what if I just don't want to take a knee? Right. Like now it's now you can't be voicing your opinion on the other side. So that's that's where it gets weird. Now it's creating a divisiveness where there doesn't need to be a divisiveness there. Let me be honest with you about another thought of mine, you know, and I was, here's my disclaimer. I was born and raised in an all black neighborhood. I have a lot of black friends. I hang out with Snoop Dogg. <laughs> now that I've said that, 
I don't think racism is as big of an issue as everybody, and I mean everybody, is playing it up to be. I think most of these people out there marching that I've seen, and a lot of the marches are very close to where I live. They literally passed my house. Yeah. I mean, my street was basically on fire yeah, during yeah. that main riot night. I had my, my gun right next to my bed thinking yeah. this is the only time I will ever need this gun. I just lost my phone. It's okay. We don't need it. So... The issue is extremely clickbaity. How do you turn away when you find out that someone got shot by a police officer? You can't. You want to see the video or you want to hear the story. Was he running? Did he reach for something? Did he have a weapon? The news is clickbaity. The whole news. Right, right. And the news is controlling everything. See, my one big conspiracy from five years and longer ago was that the news is complete misinformation and that they're running the entire Their fucking company's globe. trying to make money. How yeah. do you make money? You get the most clicks. How do you get the most clicks? You put on negative, controversial shit. Right. And they just keep going with it, and it won't stop. Even some news channels that I like have been doing it, and it's like, that guy has a fucking gun. Yes. Was the black guy shot? Yes. Is it sad? Yes. You don't want anybody to get shot. That's bad. Shooting mm-hmm. someone is bad Death and it's is bad. sad. No matter we what their skin color I mean, like, is, that's bad. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's very controversial what you just said <laughs> nowadays, which is psychotic. But anyway, but it's like, okay, black man shot. That's bad. 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 Most people would say that's bad. There's not a lot and, of people that would say, good, I'm glad. And a black then a week later, shot. you see video, and the guy has a fucking gun. And he's like a, a chasing a police officer with a gun. The police were called on him. He has prior charges <laughs> on yeah. his record. Yeah. He tried to attack the police officer. There was all these things that led to this, which, of course, the media leaves out. The media makes it sound like he's an innocent, sweet black man. Did you see the George Floyd, the full video, the half-hour video? Mm-hmm. You watched it? Mm-hmm. Isn't it crazy that came out a month after the fucking clip that just makes it look like there's an innocent man being murdered? These news literally leave out the parts that don't fit their agenda. And I would venture to say, I would venture to say that to this day, I would say, just throwing a crazy stat out there, I would say 85% of Americans have seen that clip of George Floyd in some capacity or another. Mm-hmm. 85%. At least I've read about it, heard about it, whatever. That's my guess. Mm-hmm. And I would guess that less than 5% have seen the full half hour video. Did you read the coronary reports? Yeah. No, I mean, I went he, balls deep. Because he was it's just, full blown on fentanyl. Oh, he's jacked to jacked the gills. And fentanyl. Oh, he's just he, wired know, for the, sound. The, cor- the coronary reports are saying he did not die from being choked. And what a lot of people might not know is that not only fentanyl, but also what? PCP mm-hmm. and something else. Coronavirus. Anyway, um, he with PCP is that you have to also... And by the way, the cop, here you go, because I don't know why I have to say this, but I'm going to say it anyway. The cop's a complete idiot sure. for having his knee on his neck the for, way that it yeah, was, for especially that for that amount of time. Yeah, horrible. It's a moronic to thing to do. Absolutely for sure. deserves 100%. to be fired. Does he, de- does he deserve first degree murder, second degree murder? Very debatable. Very debatable. And yeah. that's up for a jury to decide. Mm-hmm. And luckily, yeah, luckily that's for I the jury I think people to are decide. going to probably be shocked when that comes out. I mean, I just don't see how it happens. You, but you, yeah, but if it's a, uh, you know, a jury that's like the rest of America, 
and they might make an example of them. They might charge them with it. Too. They might. So it's they yeah, might. It's, could be. Who knows? Definitely won't be first degree. That has to be right. basically pre-planned. And second degree has to have what? It's like a has to be completely aware and on purpose that he was killing him. Like right. something like that. Like it's, you know, murder is a big deal, man. I agree. And accidentally murdering somebody and murdering somebody are two different things. Definitely. One isn't murder. You can't accidentally murder somebody. I agree. You can kill somebody accidentally. And isn't it crazy that what we are saying right now controversial is so as hell. controversial it's so people bizarre. would be like you're a racist right. you're a bigot i'm calling you can't Snoop. say this you're not getting hired on this you're <laughs> not you can't we're not hiring you here blah 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 you're canceled like that's insane to me that we can't have just this discussion on okay here's all the which, facts here's which is what we common know. sense this yeah. isn't even it's common sense a a take it's literally just taking in all the information and saying here's what we know Here's this. Here's that. Maybe it's a little more complicated than an evil white racist cop. Maybe it's a. Maybe there's more to it than that. Right. But that's that's the, the, the world we're in. That's the America story. And the statistics are absolutely insane. And you know what it does is it brings, and people are gonna be shocked, but it brings the right together. It brings the conservatives closer together. It brings common sense people closer together. But it also and brings, it brings the other side closer together. And it brings people that read statistics and numbers and actually educate themselves on something other than raw emotion, other than and, racist and, and titles of articles, racist, bad murder, bad. Like nobody disagrees with that. They're also very few. Yeah. That's, that's the big point there. All these people are, are fighting for racism. How many open racists do you know? I don't know. Especially any. in the cities that they're marching in. Find a, me one in right. L.A. Come I on, literally, in this city. I literally don't know a racist. Why would a racist live in Los Angeles? Why would if you hate Mexicans and black people? Why and gay people? What yeah. are you doing here? Why not just drive to work every day if your rationalization is working? If you're a beach lover, why not move up to San Luis Obispo or somewhere else more cost effective for a beach? Because this isn't. There's just no excuse. There's These no are reason. Dirty beaches. Yeah. People don't. People don't think. There's no thinking going on here. These are a bunch of bored do-nothings. These are the same people. Remember Occupy Wall Street? And mm-hmm. they didn't. nobody knew what the fuck they were even arguing about. <laughs> Just a bunch of dirt balls out there. But it was a movement. Mm-hmm. Those are the people that are doing this. These are bored do-nothings that have nothing but passion. They're stoned to the fucking gills. <laughs> and I don't blame them. Look, I don't blame them. That's true. For they're being all, stoned and bored right now. They're all smoking weed the whole time they're out there. Oh, are you fucking they're kidding me? They're all dying they're, they're doing shots of tequila, too. I mean, it's a party out there, these morons. And, of course, and I'm not talking about the that, people that are taking it seriously. Any black person at a Black Lives Matter rally, okay, I get it. You got that. But... I'm just seeing a lot of, and I recognize that, you know, one of the cool things about being a comedian is that oftentimes I can just off of seeing someone and the tiniest bit of information, I can tell you where they're from and how sort of they were raised. Like I can learn a lot. We can learn a lot from people very fast Mm -hmm. from doing crowd work every night in a high pressure situation 
you end up learning very, very quickly about a lot of fucking things. You can tell who was raised by a single parent and who is from the South and who's from Canada and who's from Chicago and who's from New York. And, oh, that's a New England accent. And it seems like you are a boring person that had two parents that just told you that the only thing that was important was school and blah, blah, hey, blah. That's blah. my parents. Right. Exactly. And look how you turned out. Great. Like, what did you do with that shirt to even get it like that? Like, what do you... What Here's do, what you do. Yeah. When it comes out of the dryer, you yeah. just roll it up into a ball and shove it in your drawer okay. of shirts. Okay. Yeah, it's very bizarre. <laughs> you know, it's almost harder to roll a shirt and shove it than it is to fold no, it. No, I promise like, it's, it's way like easier. It's, all you have to do is grab it by the shoulders and just sort of two quick, like, flips. No. Jam it no, in there? No, don't just do that. jam it in. Don't do it. It's not a good style. You're right. But... What color is that, by the way? Salmon. I don't. That would you eat salmon if it came out that color? <laughs> yeah. I think yeah, that's salmon. <coughs> this is salmon color. Okay, I should iron my shirt, but you know what? It goes with my I don't give a fuck attitude. Yeah, I agree. Anyway, so these rallies are happening all around the country, and uh, you know the numbers for their opponents are going to skyrocket is what's going to fucking happen. The, I mean, this is, we're watching Trump's numbers raise. And by the way, Trump wasn't supposed to beat Hillary months no, out, wasn't. not to mention the recent, you know, the last polls going into the whole thing. He wasn't supposed to beat or wasn't supposed to beat her. These are fucking people. These people that answer these polls are people that answer polls. <laughs> you know what polls Republican answer? Voting day. That's their poll. That's what they do. They go and they vote. vote. That's their whole thing. That's just what they do. I'm not going to say who I'm going to vote for, but I will say I'm voting for the very first time in my life. Wow. This election registered I love to vote. That. Registered I love to vote. That. Very first time. Well, if you're not going to say who you're voting for, we know who you're voting for. That's up for you to decide. For you, you know, he calls, you know, have you heard his new nickname for, uh, for his opponent? Uh-uh. He calls him Joe Hyden. Because he's like, oh, he's like, hiding in a hole. <laughs> yeah. He's hiding in the basement. Exactly. Not talking. Which is smart. He should hide. If I was him, I'd hide. He's fucked. He's <laughs> fucked, man. Let me remind you that, like, this is what I was saying a second ago, but, like, he wasn't supposed to win, wasn't supposed to win, and fuck the polls, right? He wasn't going to win as far as August of... 2016. September 11th, 2016, Hillary Clinton passes out from the heat in New York. Do you remember that? I don't even remember. Yeah. September 11th monument or uh, memorial. She passes out. Really she's an big old lady. deal. Really big deal. An old weekly. She's an old big lady. Yeah. And uh, September 12th, a report comes out that she didn't pass out. Hillary Clinton, Clinton is quoted as saying she had a stumble and tripped but like the video is like she took a short the video is the nap. secret service dragging a fucking corpse into a van <laughs> i mean you gotta watch this video i can't believe you haven't seen it it's unfucking believable that this was almost the our leader now look if trump passes out sure i get it but the, the, and that's another thing they reach for him looking weak oh he had trouble with the water no he's a he's a weird fucking rich dude he is an old man too i think yeah. trump is way too old i don't right. i don't even like trump sure yeah right and they say oh he has trouble going down that ramp look at him going down the ramp have you you've done crazy shows with crazy stages 
outdoors, right? Mm -hmm. Those ramps like that, if they get wet or anything like that, we all walk up and down them that way. Everyone stumbles. Yeah. Every human being has stubbed their toe. Yes, exactly. But passing out's a whole different fucking thing. So she passes out on September 11th and a month later they reveal that they're looking back into her emails, right? This, my point is, is first of all, Trump's catching up now in this horse race and he's a late, he's a late, uh, sprinter. And, um, we'll see people, we'll people see. on the other side need to start mentally preparing themselves to, for another four <laughs> you, years. Do you remember the, were you at the comedy store the night of the last election? Yeah, I was on it, that podcast. Right. In fact, I was the first one to break the news. Bill Burr was none too happy with me whatsoever. <laughs> I mean, shut the fuck up, Tony. What the fuck do you know? I'm like, I was just on the front patio watching the, the TV I remember screen. I rolled up to the comic store right after it was announced who won the president. It literally felt the same as the night Brody died. It's the night everyone found out Brody died. It felt like someone died. Not exaggerating. Even. It felt like someone died. So bizarre. It was so sad. People were crying. So Their bizarre. heads were down. It no, was they glum. I Shut swear who to was God. crying? I swear Jeff to Garland? God. <laughs> <laughs> People were crying, dude. It was it Shut was insane. Fu- Nobody was crying at yes, the Yes, con- they were. Why? Yes, they it- were. Because Trump won. Why? Because they just watched her set. <laughs> <laughs> crying of tears, of joy <laughs> tears of and joy. laughter. <laughs> they were laughing so hard they cried. No. Um, they no, weren't I, fucking I, crying at the I store. Swear, Shut Tony, the fuck I up. swear. There Brody were people, night they were crying, I'm sure. More people were crying Brody night, but it was the same energy. It felt like someone died. There were people crying. People were leaving. I got to go home. I got to go see my family. It was crazy. It was Bunch literally. Bunch of fucking dorks, man. It was crazy. This whole, it's amazing how, how much stupidity we're surrounded by. It is. The government is not controlled by any one fucking person. The country is not controlled by any one person. And, and if it people, is, I gotta it's go. Jeff Bezos. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Where's the, where's the anything on this guy? It's true. Uh, I have a couple more questions yeah, for you before ahead. we get out of here. Yeah. Are you, is there anything in your life that I could help you with? Any problems? I'm a therapist. I don't think so, buddy. It's got to be something. You want there to be something? I, there is something. <laughs> I mean, there's not. There is. Uh, but I like, I'm trying to scan my brain and think of something. <laughs> Trust a, me, I'm listen, trying my hardest to improvise doesn't right matter now. If I you wasn't got... expecting this question. Yeah, it's a surprise. Um, issue. Uh, um, <clears throat> maybe, uh, boy, geez, a therapy question. Any issues in your life. Do you see a therapist? No. I have, but I don't anymore. Um, I mean, geez, Louise, I really, I am concerned that my father, uh, now that he retired about a week or two ago, he sold his Italian restaurant, or not sold, but he closed his Italian restaurant that he's been the owner of and cooking at for 30 years. It's just what he did. 5 a.m. He'd get up and start making dough or whatever. And he would host people at his bar until 2 a.m. He'd sleep for three hours and do it again the next day. And he just retired out of nowhere a week or two ago, a couple, maybe three weeks ago. You're, oh, because of COVID he retired. Uh, yeah. Because it hurt his business. Yeah. That's sad. But also just like. Is your dad. Huh? Your dad. Yeah. How old is he? 73. 
A little so bit early old, to retire. He's old he's enough to retire. He's lived a full life, trust me. This and is, is like, he okay financially? Yeah. Even though he retired? Yeah. But I'm just worried about, bummer, uh, about such an incredibly, uh, you know, going from 180 miles an hour to nothing forever. I feel like old... Uh, Does he have any hobbies or passions he could put that energy into? No. Mountain no, biking? No. Jesus, no. He's an old school Italian thuggish hey, man. buy him a mountain bike. No, he would never use it. Well, he'd you call may, me you a take name. Him. He'd call me a name if I got him. What name would he call you? It begins with an F and it ends in a G and it has an A in the middle. Is mountain biking a gay sport? No, but my father is an old school Italian man. <laughs> like, I mean, what I don't about, know. Okay, what about a tennis racket? Is this the therapy shit that I could buy my... I know I can buy my dad <laughs> shit. I'm saying we got to get your dad a uh, passion... A passion. He needs to Besides get a passion. starting a you bar. You can't decide a man's passion. If there's Give one thing idea. that I learned about golf, it's that you have to find it yourself. Well, you could take, you could, you could nudge him and say, "Dad, will you go golfing with me?" No, he doesn't do that type of shit. Let's buy him a nice camera. We could start a YouTube channel. Oh God. Okay. What was your last <laughs> question? <laughs> Screw the therapy part. <laughs> All right. All right. A YouTube channel. I would love I'm talking to see your about, dad. Hey, you're would, so Jewish, you can't even fathom having a 73-year-old Ital- real Italian father. And right. I understand. We come from two totally different worlds. So mm-hmm. I understand. It's funny for me to watch you like, oh, here's what I would do. Here's what <laughs> I would do. I'd buy my father a tennis racket. <laughs> then he could, buy a, he could have a hobby and spend his time. That's not Italian. This is my point. Let me, let me be more cutthroat, Ari. Mm-hmm is that the way that my father has lived his exciting, fun, loving life is that I find I find it uh, very probable that, and plus he's had a heart attack and probably a half or maybe two, um, has a few stints in his heart, had the whatever, triple bad bypass. Diet. No, I mean, he's not bad. It's not a bad diet. It's that he's the... He's been a, a, a five-star chef his entire life. So if anyone has to fucking try the ricotta or whatever, it's him. You know what I mean? When you're a chef like that all day mm-hmm. long, it's not that your diet's bad. It's There's that, a lot of leftover pasta. Someone's got to eat it. I mean, or just regular. But he eats a lot of just really, you know, rich, good food. So mm-hmm. it's not like he's eating McDonald's, but he is eating, you know, fucking. High, yeah, carbs. Right. Good, yeah. good. Italian food. Good shit, yeah. Was Good you, bad shit. Is your dad happy with you and your life? Yeah. That's good. Yeah, I was supposed to be performing in Madison Square Garden in October with uh, with Joe Rogan and Joey Man, Diaz. That would have been insane. I know. It'll still happen. Just yeah. delayed. Yeah, sure. Maybe. Maybe it's either delayed for the Rogan show or, or maybe you're just going to have to go there on your own headline. Hey, I like the way you think. You, you know like what? That? That's good therapy right there. I take back what I said about your therapy earlier. Just you're go. really good at this. <laughs> okay. We're going to play a couple calls from okay. people who want our advice and we're going to give them advice. Okay. Hello. I'm calling because I'm having trouble with a close friend. One of my best friends has become withdrawn and distant. She's not answering calls or leaving the house very often anymore. She just goes home straight from school, and I'm getting really worried about her. I'd love some advice. Um, I'm not sure how to handle the situation. Thank you. 
Uh, is this a joke? No. I'm pretty serious. Who sends these to you? Do we need to play to it again? Who sends these to you? Just fans, you know? Shut the fuck up. That's not a real person. I can tell a bad actor. Oh, you're saying you need to hear it again? No. Someone's withdrawn. What do they do? Like, why not Google that? <laughs> because they want our advice on it, Tony. This is a segment, Let's right? Let's play it one more time. Yeah, it's a segment. The calling segment. With a close friend. One of my best friends has become withdrawn and distant. Aww. This is She's a bad actor. <laughs> very often anymore. She just goes home straight from school, and I'm getting really worried about her. And I can tell you wrote this. I, I did not write this. I'm not sure how to handle the situation. Thank you. The chick that is... Is she asking advice for a friend? Yeah, but she's the one that's depressed. It's very bizarre. Yeah, she sounds very sad. My friend is very withdrawn. Do you think she's really secretly asking about herself but saying it's yes. a friend? Hmm. She wants to know what her friends that aren't reaching out to her should be doing. I think that she should buy a tennis racket. You know what? That's the answer to everything on this show. Get a get a ten, get a hobby. Are you sponsored by like Russell or something? <laughs> Some tennis Wilson. <laughs> I get Russell and Wilson yeah, confused yeah, yeah, yeah. because of the star football player Russell Wilson. Vocal but, tennis rackets. Get it today. Use coupon code therapy for ten percent off. No. Um, that'd be cool if they sponsored. <laughs> that <it>. would be, <laughs> cool. be cool. That'd be a great reveal and explanation. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, uh, but wouldn't that be a good solution to her problems? Yes. Look, if someone's withdrawn, you just reach out to them. I don't understand what this crazy bitch is saying. Let's, What's the next let's message? Play a different message? Yeah, that that was the worst. If, if the the acting better be better on this one, and I'm afraid that I'm exposing <laughs> that you don't have fans call in that these are set up. Hey, but you could call in. But right if I'm now. the one that gets to expose this obvious yeah. blunder, this obvious <laughs> loophole in your podcast, then I'm all you gotta do is email in your voicemails right now, and we'll play them on the show. This is from Lucia. Hi, my name is Lucia. <laughs> I'm calling because I would really appreciate if you can give me some advice on how to get more jobs because I'm struggling to speak the language and I just moved from my country. I don't really know what to do. So any advice would be really welcome. Shut <laughs> the fuck up, Ari. You me You're those are out actors? of control. You're out of control. You're telling me those are actors? That is some lady that you asked <laughs> to do a favor. That's not even like an actor. It's not a professional. What was that? Your cashier at Whole Foods or something? And you're like, that's Lucia. Oh my God, you're out of control. How do you know Lucia? I understand. It's a struggle. She can't get a job very easily because English is her second language. I feel for you, Lucia. It's tough to be an immigrant. Well, how, what's that contact there? Just says Lucia.wav. It's the file I saved up for call. <sighs> so someone sent you that. Where did they send these to? My email. You can email me at arimanis at gmail.com. And this lady is asking for you for advice on how to get a job. And you. <laughs> asking us. I do not speak the language very well. Yeah, let's play it one more time. Yeah, Just please so. do. This is... Hi, my name is Lucia. I'm calling because I would really appreciate if you can give me some advice on how to get more jobs because I'm struggling to speak the language and I just moved from my country and I don't really know what to do. So 
Any advice would be really welcome. I think she said herself, if you're struggling with the language, you got to take some English classes, take some night classes, learn the language a little bit better. This Until then, you're going to have to accept some jobs that are... My mind is just blown. <laughs> this is why Trump needs to close the fucking borders down. She These didn't say, say she was an I illegal to, immigrant. I got to America and she, I need more jobs. She could be a legal immigrant. We don't know her story. I mean, maybe, but even if she is, clearly our system is broke. I don't know how to speak a language. Maybe she married an American man. Ugh. I mean, even if that's the case, it's like, just survive, fit in. Have these people uh, that listen to this podcast, have they just never heard of Google before? <laughs> like how to find jobs. Friend is with if, John. If you don't speak English that well, I have a question come, that how come only she's listening to this show. Only Ari Manis at <laughs> gmail.com can answer. I'm surprised she's such a fan for not knowing English that well. Yeah. <laughs> this is very <laughs> suspicious. <laughs> so this is like a comedy bit that you do on this show is the Collins. They're, you know, they're just people who need our, need our help. Where do you find these voices <laughs> at, though? My name is Lucy. You know, I don't like to reveal. No. Is it all the same the girl? Magic. No, no, those are different. Because it sounded like a very fake accent. <laughs> I think it was real. <laughs> okay. I think that was real. Yeah, this I would say fun. get take a night class of English, and you're going to have to take a shitty job. Until then, you're going to have to take a stereotypical accent type job. I'm not going to say what those are because that would be. Go to ZipRecruiter.com. Use the <laughs> keyword Kill Tony. Save 20% Is right there actually now. a Kill Tony ZipRecruiter? Yeah, absolutely. All right. We'll plug that. Free the free ad for them. That's, they didn't pay you for this. Use the promo code Kill Tony, though. Again, do not use unlicensed or therapy. I, I don't think I have a code with ZipRecruiter. Oh, you don't. But I am sponsored this week by my bookie. Oh, and I'll cut that ad somewhere prior to I this. I love MyBookie. MyBookie.ag. MyBookie.ag. MyBookie. You can also use the promo code. Whoa, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to yeah. put therapy over you saying that. Nuh-uh. All therapy. one word. <laughs> Just remember, it's... Therapy. Anything else? You want to plug anything? You have any questions for me? Anything? No, everything's good, man. Want to start the pony hour again? I think we should. Okay. We have this space. Which okay. I'm moving in November to a different office because we're they're not renewing the lease, our wow. lease in this. They wow. said we have too many strangers coming in and out of the building. They're not renewing our lease, so I'm gonna have to Damn. move this. All this magic. Wow. Have to move Do you to know where you're office. gonna go? Not yet. We're gonna find a new office, but we have this till the end of November, and then I, we are gonna be moving it. So I think we should start the pony hour back up. Let's do it. I have a new fun. Patreon, patreon.com slash Hinchcliffe. It's a roast university where I go over the history of making fun of people. What are you going to do when people, you finish the history? How people can apply it to um, their own lives. I educate them on how they can make fun of people better. Maybe put on their own roasts or roast um, or just learn how to write roast jokes. like a, a, a So it's almost like a course. It is. It's a master it's class. It's a master class. It's a roast master via class. Patreon. But what are you going to do when the class is done? Um, I give it, I'm going to give everybody diplomas and then uh, <laughs> move on to the next uh, project. Just turn it into a... Maybe, Something else. Yeah, maybe. Something else exciting. You'll have to subscribe to the Patreon to find out what's after the master class. Exactly. Could I be it. exclusive uh, pony hour How content. did you get so good at roasting? Um, Were you bullied? Yeah, a little bit, but it, uh, as a kid. But... Uh, but it really uh, my came parents from... didn't get me my first haircut until I was five years old oh my and God. people used to call me a little girl until I was five they'd go you're a girl and I'd be like I'm not a girl I'm a boy 
Oh my god! That was my b- big bully. Oh my! So I wish god. I had your roast class. Damn it! Yeah, that's what. If my three-year-old me knew that roast knowledge. But you know what? If you weren't bullied up until the age of five, you might not have ended up being a comedian. That's true. You're a girl. I'm not a girl. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, this is fun. Thanks for doing the podcast. Thanks for having me, Ari. You know, it's always a pleasure. You're one of the top young rising comedians <laughs> in the you. world now. That means a lot coming from you. Indeed. Uh, check out Kill Tony Podcast, Tony Hinchcliffe on Instagram, Twitter. Check him out when stand-up comedy starts back up again. He'll be touring the country and maybe even the world. God bless you guys. See you next week. You're listening to You're listening to unlicensed 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 unlicensed, unlicensed therapy with Ari Manis. Ari Manis.